I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The, the word that um, has captured my thoughts for this week is the word faith, which is a major theme of uh, most of the readings today. And I'm going to come into it by way of the gospel reading. When we talk about being born from above or born from the Spirit, um, and how this is a, a completely new way of being, and a different way of being than being born of the flesh, um, the, 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 the question is, why would we do that? What's the point? And as far as I'm concerned, the point is to be saved. And so you have that reference back to the Old Testament where Moses put a snake on a stick and people looked at the snake and they were cured of snake bite. And putting your faith in Jesus is like that, says Jesus. So you, you look to Jesus, you have faith in Jesus, you uh, open yourself to a new way of being, of being born from above, and you begin the life of faith. And in so doing, you are saved, or you are in the process of being saved. There's a whole conversation about when you're saved, but it's all of the above. You were saved on Calvary, you are being saved now, you will be saved in the fullness of time. It's all part of the whole story. But that understanding of salvation, at least for me, as I've worked with this metaphor for my whole Christian life, there are a couple of, of ways of interpreting it that I've found to be less than helpful. And it goes back to my reflections from last week and, and from Ash Wednesday, where I do understand salvation in terms of that Pauline sense of being freed from the power of sin and death. And in my own experience of that, I, I see the mechanisms of sin and death, and, and these are cosmic powers as far as Paul's concerned. And the mechanisms of being enslaved by sin and death are desire and fear. All of us feel desire, all of us are afraid, and if we live a life controlled by desires and fear, then we are out of control of our own life, and we are, at the, we are buffeted about by these forces. I want something, and so I chase after it. I'm afraid of something, and so I run away from it. And so we, we live in this sort of volatile, um, out-of-control state, which is part of the, uh, the problem of the human condition. Because when we are all running away from our fears and running towards our desires, then we com compete with each other for the things that we want, and we do violence to each other when we perceive each other as threats. And, then we, and most of all, we attempt to control each other as we attempt to make ourselves feel safe and get what we want. So the, the control exercised over our decisions by these forces of desire and fear are, for me, the mechanisms by which we are enslaved to the cosmic powers of sin and death in Paul's sense. So the Christian journey is the, is the journey of being set free from that control. And faith is one of the essential mechanisms of that. Now, when Paul was struggling with the notion of faith, he was contrasting it to this idea of works, where, you know, if, if you want to be justified by God or be acceptable to God, you can't earn your way into God's favor. Um, and, th and this is Paul's great insight, which he, his legacy that he left us, that, in fact, we, 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 uh, we are in God's favor because of God's free gift. It's about gift. It's not about earning. And from my perspective, that ties together with this notion of being enslaved to sin and death, where if you, if you move to patterns of control in order to make yourself feel safe and get what you want, works righteousness is yet another strategy of control. If 
if the purpose of my faith is to keep me safe and to get what I want, then I need to find the mechanisms that put God into the service of keeping me safe and getting what I want. And so you get the perversion of religion into yet another version of how we are still under the control of the powers of sin and death. And there are various forms of this, uh, this warping of Christian theology that is obvious to see. Uh, the prosperity gospel is one of my favorite um, um, uh, bad examples, where if you just love Jesus enough, God will shower you with money. Um, and, and this is taught without any trace of irony in many parts of Christendom. And, and for me, it's a control strategy just to get what you want. And so you've turned the faith into yet another way that you remain enslaved to sin and death. Um, and not so much, we, we don't fall prey to that one here. One that's closer to us is if I pray to God really hard, and if I have enough faith, then bad things won't happen to me. That's not true either. And I believe in the power of prayer, but again, I want to nuance it carefully because I don't like the phrase, prayer works, because again, that suggests there's a technique that you can use to control an outcome. Prayer works. It's not that prayer works, it's that God answers prayer. That's different. God's agency is God decides. You can ask. God may decide to give you what you want. God may not decide to give you what you want. And whatever the outcome, Faith remains a constant if we are people of faith. And so faith it does not have to do with a control technique to, to leverage God into giving us what we want or saving us from what we fear. So then, what is faith? The other thing it's not is an assent to a set of propositions. And here in the Western world, we get, we get sidetracked into a conversation of faith versus science, which I find massively unhelpful. Um, that faith is not assent to a proposition that is unsupported by evidence. That is not the correct definition of faith. Um, faith is rather the notion of trust. I have faith in you, not because I, 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 I'm believing in something that I can't see, but rather that I trust the relationship and I trust the intentions in the relationship. So for me, this notion of the faith of Abraham, where Abraham has said, get up and go to a place where I will show you, you don't know where you're going, you just have to trust me that I am with you in this journey and that my purposes will be achieved through this journey, becomes the model of faith, becomes what it means to look to the bronze serpent and be healed of our, of, of our addictions, of our, our entrapment to these powers of sin and death. Because the reality is that we can't make ourselves stop desiring things. And we can't make ourselves stop being afraid of things. This is part of our creaturely existence. But we are more than that. We are more than mere creatures that, you know, I mean, I, I, I think my dog has a soul too, but I'm going to use her as a contrast. So apologies to Taji. Um, she responds well to treats, right? Give her a treat, she'll be your friend. If, you, if you're scary to her, then she'll run away from, from you. And that's about the level of the, you know, there's a bit more cog cognition going on, but not a lot more cognition going on than that. And the difference with us is that we are aware of these realities, and we can actually choose what to do in situations of desire and fear. So instead of seeing faith as a way to solve that problem and, and achieve what we want, Faith is a, 
is a new perspective on the journey through this landscape so that our suffering and our joys, our desires and our fears become the backdrop to a deeper story of growing closer to God so that whether our prayers are answered or not, where is God for us in this journey becomes the question. And we can't do that without faith that God is at work, particularly in times of suffering. If we had no faith and we were suffering and there was nothing we could do to change the outcome of the suffering, there is no other option but despair. It's just learned helplessness. It's despair. It's the end. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to suffer. That's it. Faith changes that by saying, even in this, God can be with me and with us. And maybe, you know, I've, I've walked with people through to their deaths. Uh, maybe my death can be a gift to those around me. Maybe I can die in such a way as to be a blessing to those around me. And that transforms the nature of the journey towards the grave. As opposed to, I don't want to die and I'm not going to look at it and I'm going to do everything to fight it. So, so faith is a reorientation. It's a fundamental reorientation from that self-centeredness that says no one's going to look out for me and I have to look out for myself to how is it that this is a journey through time in, in, a, in a relationship with a loving creator? Which is not to say that we get to escape life. Life happens. Life has wonderful things. Life, and we make mistakes. We chase our desires in inappropriate ways. We sin. We are afraid of things. And we die. But to be saved and to be in the process of being saved is to navigate that in such a way where we are always walking with Jesus and looking to Jesus. And so we look at the cross and Jesus didn't get off the cross and say, that's it, done that, I'm not going to suffer anymore. We've done away with that. There's none of that happening anymore. And instead he went through the suffering and God did something through him that was transformative, both for him and for the world. So to talk about the faith of Abraham, to go through this journey of Lent, to think about our own salvation and what it means to be a Christian, faith is a key word. But faith is more about our relationship. It's not propositional, it's relational. And, and it changes us from doing this to doing this. And in so doing, we become what we were meant to be. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.